Hello, everyone, and welcome back to One Time on the Internet. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> What's up, everybody? We're all trying not to have the giggles. Yeah, so I just, so just to give you an update on what's happening backstage, um, mm -hmm. I just, uh, we just named my computer Beefcake because it didn't have a name before. Um, yeah. yeah. Harry has said the phrase maximum nut, I think, seven to ten times. I mm -hmm. said it once, y'all latched on. And okay, just well, I'll, I, going I'm nuts just gonna... over maximum nut, which is not yeah. as bad as it sounds, That's... Chad. Don't start thinking about we're, how we're bad it is. We're resetting the counter, and ma we're at maximum nut one. So that's what okay. I, instead of the squeaks this week, I'm going nuts. It's MN0. I will not accept monkey. blame for anything that Harry says. <laughs> if he says okay. it once, we're running with it. <laughs> yeah, that's perfectly fair. I, I would provide to you the context of why Harry said maximum nut, but I won't do that, actually. Oh, it's, it? it's funnier if you, you can't have it. I don't even remember the context. What's context? Well, I think he was, he was talking encourage about you all to guess. He was talking about like, like How getting I... hyped for the show. You know, he yeah. was like, yeah. you know, he used a Godzilla metaphor that I didn't understand. Yeah, um, at all. Al although I did just see Shin Godzilla for the first time <gasps> last Shin Godzilla weekend. is my favorite. I watched Shin Godzilla so hours ago and it's been What's in my that? head. Yes. Oh, it is oh. the Japanese best Godzilla. It's the, so it's, it's made mm. by the guy who made Hideaki Anno, who made Evangelion. Mm. So it's like an Ava movie. But mm -hmm. it's the bureaucrats are like the, you know, robots. They're, they're not really, but you know what I mean? It's like the bureaucrats are the stars. It's like nerve mm -hmm. beats Godzilla. Uh, oh. Except the the Godzilla like figure when it comes out of the water for the first time is the mm -hmm. funniest fucking thing I have ever seen in my life. It's got these it's big great. bug eyes and like gills and shit. <laughs> it's, it's excellent. Uh, America has never done Godzilla justice, but Godzilla has so yeah. much potential, and that is proven by Shin Godzilla. Anyways, everybody, welcome back to One Time on the Internet, your travel guide to internet history. Uh, we've got a bit of the giggles today. Um, uh, couldn't tell you what happened. Couldn't tell you how we fell apart before we managed to get live, but here we are today. As you've probably seen in the title, our topic is rip yahoo answers usually we have a much like more proper um topic title than that no <laughs> last uh what two weeks ago it was like virtual economies is our topic today our topic is rip yahoo answers listen as long as it's not yahoo answers uh hot tub stream extraordinaire and then there's no hot tub i think we'll be okay <laughs> wait i don't even know what you're talking about most of the time Oh. I just realized that, which is my favorite part of this show. I mean, watching yeah. Harry make such like weird niche references of his own uh, that like are not for anybody else, but like some of us can usually get like an idea of where he's going. And just watching Rowan's face of like experiencing it and taking it in um, is, I think, one of my purest joys in life. It's I one am day. shocked, Pikachu. I'm gonna come in with a bunch of Greek mythology references, and I'm just re just regular just mythology from all over, just for Rowan, me and you, Rowan. Okay, you promise? <laughs> I promise. Next time uh, I will. We we do have someone in chat asking if Harry's offering to star in the Pixel Circus Hot Tub Stream. Sure. Uh, I think that will defer that to you. Yeah, absolutely. I was gonna do more of like a slip and slide, but you know, whatever. Patreon. Okay. <laughs> hey everyone, that's an excellent time to remind you if you want to support our our sweet little independent network. Pixel Circus is just a collective of creators doing our best. That's it. 
uh, and all of the money that you use to support us on Patreon uh, helps the channel keep the lights on. We have a bunch of cool perks over there. You get early access to this podcast, which is very exciting. It is. And uh, little bonus exclusive pieces sometimes. We're going to work on getting more like little of those like bonus clips of audio out Uh, from these. Maximum Nut? Maximum Nut, the experience of uh, naming Bijan's computer Beefcake. Beefcake. Subscribe yeah. to, to, the, to, to the, the Patreon, and I will tell mm-hmm. you about Maximum Nut. <laughs> I, will, I will one-on-one. You can arrange a five-minute DM Discord call with me, and I'll walk you through it. <laughs> sorry, I'm just thinking about Sorry, I'm just thinking about a hot tub stream uh, for this specific show, and then just like thinking about the people in their cars just not knowing anything's different. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to do an audio-only version. There will be no stream that day, but we will tell everyone it's the hot tub stream. For Rowan's context, because look, (laughs) Rowan, you are our um, sweet internet baby. Big dumb. Uh, Recently, you are not at all dumb. You are smarter (laughs) than me in every way because my brain is only filled with memes. Uh, Listen, it's not a competition between the women. You and I... It never is. (laughs) It never is, but... The, the hot tub meme is that um, somebody got big mad about uh, a female streamer uh, in a bikini at a, like near a hot tub. And the Twitch would usually ban people for that, but you can get away with it based on context. You can be in a bikini if you are also by a hot tub. So now uh, there is a, a, a trend in a meme going around of people streaming near or around hot tubs. Oh, this Can meta brought to you by right? Pinch a Penny Pools, the masterminds, has, the whole thing. <laughs> and it has nothing to do with what we are <laughs> talking about today. But I think that we have spent enough of your time talking about completely random other topics. Uh, would y'all like to take us away on what we are talking about today? Oh, yeah. Yeah, shit. Uh, we're, are we going to introduce ourselves? Or we're just skipping. Oh, yeah. Hey, who are you? <laughs> I, sorry. Are, I mean, I, no, I, I, no, you're right. <laughs> you're absolutely right. <laughs> I, I just I wanted to make sure we were glossing over that. Uh, uh, hi, I'm Bijan. Uh, Steven, I, I stream on Twitch. I um, do a lot of other things. I have a podcast called Fun City. It's an actual play podcast. Um, but yeah, I make a lot of content online for people like you. Just like you. You listening to this right now in your car or your garden. Or, I don't know, maybe walking down the street. Maybe you're getting a vaccine right now. I don't know. Oh, man. Listen to this in line for the vaccine. I love that. Ooh. Uh, Hi, I'm Sage Ryan. I go by Not Sage everywhere on the internet. I am a streamer, content creator, and a co-founder of this Pixel Circus network. Uh, I do all kinds of things, but I stream games on my channel, and I am a part of the Smosh Games fiasco, which is how I will be referring to it now. No longer a channel. Uh, And I'm also part of the Black Dice Society on the official Dungeons & Dragons channel, which sometimes I forget to mention because it doesn't seem real in my brain uh, (laughs) to be a dungeon and a dragon. Sage, I just want to say before we move on to Harry, um, I'm getting D&D Beyond ads because I interact with your content, so you've definitely (laughs) made it. This is the glow up. Love to see it. <laughs> thank you. I appreciate that. All right. Take it away. Bijan, thank you for telling me that I'm next because I thought Rome was next and I was going to wait awkwardly. So thank you for saving the day. Oh, hi. 
Uh, my name is Harry Horror <laughs> with the Harry Horror Show here on Twitch and on YouTube now. Um, I discuss and tell true crime stories, debunk conspiracy theories, and explore the paranormal and the occult. And when I'm not doing that, I am referring to myself as Godzilla in mid-charge, building a pipe for a burst of maximum nuttiness. <laughs> that's worse what you just said was way worse I, I got halfway through saying it and I was like well this didn't come out the way I thought I mean, but I, now I, I have to finish it so I'm glad you committed I like that Rowan please take us home <laughs> okay hi I'm Rowan Hall I uh, am on this channel also for Damsel's Dice and Everything Nice on Saturdays with Sage where we play princesses and also do D&D stuff and I'm one of the co-hosts of the Willing and Fable podcast, where we bring original retellings and in-depth research on the history, mystery, and mythology that makes the world cool. And it is all pre-internet. Hence my limited knowledge of what is ever going on. <laughs> <laughs> I love it so much. I think it's okay, my turn to start, it. though. Like, we did it, but then I also have to start talking Please, about the internet. thank you. I would yeah, love no, that. No, it's a perfect segue. Find perfect the rails segue. for us, because I lost them. Uh, Yes. Okay, everyone. So one time on the internet, Yahoo decided to hive mind the world's burning questions. And by burning questions, I mean its weirdest questions. We are discussing this today because, as some may know, Yahoo Answers is shutting down on May 4th, 2021. Now, according to information provided by Yahoo Answers itself, the very first question ever posed on this site when it was launched on December 8th, 2005 was, quote, how do I decide on a good magic set for children about eight years old, ideally less than $50? <laughs> Harry, as the resident dad, do you have an answer for this? <laughs> the best magic set? Yeah. Yes. Um, I, I would easily <laughs> say magic the gathering cards, except my kids keep leaving them all over the house. So no, we're not playing Magic the Gathering at our house anymore. They don't know to take take care of their cards. They're all over the place. So any card set or any magic set that does not involve small pieces, I'm done picking up small pieces. One piece or nothing. <laughs> okay, so one piece magic set is the final answer. <laughs> yes, does the wand. That's it. <laughs> My favorite explanation about the usefulness of Yahoo Answers actually comes from Justin Min. Justin McElroy, and he's from the fantastic podcast My Brother, My Brother, and Me. And he says we that love there the are McElroy brothers. We, do. we love them. They are friends the of the channel. We love them dearly. We love their podcast. And Justin McElroy wrote an article about Yahoo Answers that was hilarious. And in it, he said, "Quote number one: You'll use Yahoo Answers when your query is frankly too strange or embarrassing to ask anyone who knows you in real life. Consider." their episode 37, how do you get spaghetti stains out of underwear? <laughs> Number two, when your problem is so specific that nearly no one has ever had it before or so non-specific that search engines are rendered useless. Example, where can I get some spaghetti in Denver? And number three, when you've gotten too high. The example, did the owners of Prego spaghetti sauce think of pregnant women when they came up with the name Prego, since it's short for pregnant. End quote. <laughs> Prego. <laughs> 
I love that that person thought that that's the affiliation. It's an Italian word, but hey, Yahoo Answers gave me that answer. (laughs) 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 And I think that this imagining of Yahoo Answers really paints a picture of the true dream of the internet. According to Tim Berners-Lee, who is the scientist who first created the World Wide Web, he wanted a vast digital space to, quote, be a common information space in which we communicate by sharing information. Uh, Lee also said in in another interview, quote, it wasn't supposed to just show what we know, but also what our problems are and how they connect. What if I have a problem and the two pieces of the solution are in different people's heads? That was the sort of thing I was going for. Yahoo said in a statement to The Verge that it has become less popular over the years as the needs of their members have changed. And quote, to that end, we've decided to shift our resources away from Yahoo Answers to focus on products that better serve our members and deliver on Yahoo's promise of providing premium, trusted content. And I want to know, what the heck? How is Yahoo Answers not premium, trusted content? It is like the vision of the internet. It, it's web sonified. Al- it's also <laughs> web sonified. <laughs> That's a crunchy word. I like that a lot. Uh, yeah, just I'm gonna pop in and just say here some traffic numbers. Okay, so in 2010, in January 2010, Yahoo Answers was pulling in 24 million active users, according oh. to Quantcast. That's a lot of people, right? That's like, you know, pretty big, pretty huge. Uh, but by November 2015, that number had fallen 77% to 5.6 million active users per month. That's huge. Wow. I mean, and I think, I can't imagine, I think, you know, like, to 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 what has been, to what we know, speaking to what we know about Yahoo Answers, it's like not that surprising. But anyway, Rowan, I'll let you continue. Well, I, I just, I it's I feel like so... we're about to. Yeah, no, it's fascinating to see the internet's rise and fall. Um, Because I remember when we all thought that MySpace was going to last forever, I guess. Um, But the interesting thing about this particular shutdown is that many far-right Republicans believe that the site is shutting down specifically to stop them from spreading, quote, the truth regarding the left's degeneracy. Uh, it's it's pretty widely publicized in the alt-right corner of the internet that unfortunately now Google thinks I want to be in because of research for this episode. <laughs> oh, no. Welcome to the watch list, Rowan. No, oh. research on incognito, incognito. Research on incognito. Oh. I know, I know. I don't know hey. what I was thinking. I was just going down the rabbit hole and then I looked up and then the internet thought. <laughs> Quick shout out to my FBI agent, Greg. Greg, hey, put out Rowan to your, on your file. She's awesome. We're gonna be great. We're gonna be file buddies. You and me on the watches together. You know you can actually you can actually request your files from the FBI if they have any on you by FOIAing them. Just a fun oh. journalist fact. Whoa! What do really? they have on you? Have you checked? No, because you have to pay money to FOIA. Would you want to know? Would you want to know genuinely? Yeah, because if the FBI has a file on me, what the fuck do they think I'm doing? I actually like, want to know Harry's more than my own. I could see that. Mine is like, like four or five big boxes full, uh, like a whole a whole rack, I think, by my search history. Harry, uh, you're a white guy. I'm going to go ahead and say it's not that much. 
if you're on there at all. Yeah, you probably have a point. (laughs) (laughs) You think they care about domestic terrorists? Now, me saying that just got me put on a watch list like that. If I reference the Philadelphia move bombing like I just did right now, that is how you get on a watch list, folks. (laughs) He knows. He knows too much. Put him on another watch list. (laughs) So the reason I am now on the FBI watch list is because I wanted to know what kind of alt-right questions were being asked on Yahoo Answers. And I come bearing examples. Quote, Can you point me to another site like Yahoo Answers where I can post about the truth regarding the left's degeneracy and the ruining of the USA? Will liberals cry when Trump wins 2024? Should Trump buy Yahoo immediately to prevent answers from being shut down? Closing Yahoo Answers means once again, we we will have lost freedom of speech, question mark? Will Democrats ever admit that the election was rigged? (laughs) In contrast, um, People on the left are also posting lovely political questions. Why do Donald Trump and Republicans hate minorities and love white supremacists? Is Yahoo Answers being shut down to silence conservatives? As Yahoo Answers prepares to shut down, how will conservatives spin the decision as an attempt to censor only conservatives? (laughs) 70 million people voted for Trump. They can't all be stupid, can they? Um, and I, I think that like many social media websites, Yahoo has sort of gone down the politics path where people take a space that was once for asking about how to get spaghetti sauce out of your underwear to arguing about American politics. And I don't know if that was one of the reasons Yahoo wants to shut it down, but it certainly makes it much less fun than figuring out the answer to the prego pasta question yeah i mean i I think i think that's an open question i think you know like what yahoo wanted and what people online do when they can post things uh, are two totally separate things um but yeah i think i don't know i have i have some more information let's let's like dive slightly deeper into the rabbit hole so as the early numbers imply yahoo answers was a vital source (laughs) of like information for a lot of people for a long time um it wasn't really moderated which is a choice (laughs) Um, But it was a place where people were incentivized to give useful advice most of the time. So, like, I found found an academic paper about Yahoo Answers, uh, and these researchers who who wrote it, like, had, like, maybe the best description of Yahoo Answers I've ever read. Uh, And the title of the paper, by the way, was Knowledge Sharing and Yahoo Answers, colon, Everyone Knows Something. But do they? But do they? Anyway, so, as the researchers wrote... Quote, Yahoo Answers is a large and diverse answer question-answer forum, acting not only as a medium for sharing technical knowledge, but as a place where one can seek advice, gather opinions, and satisfy one's curiosity about a countless number of things. And then later, they say, While interactions in some categories resemble ex- expertise-sharing forums, others incorporate discussion, everyday advice, and support. With such a diversity of categories in which one can participate, in, what, uh, in which one can participate, we find that some users focus narrowly on specific topics while others participate across categories. So that pattern of like people who like asked questions and people who answered questions and like people who like were into giving advice based on expertise and just sort of giving advice, um, let those researchers look at the relative entropy of people's answers. And they found that lower entropy as in like higher quality answers correlate with higher answer ratings 
but only for categories where people are looking for factual expertise. So it's kind of a fucking crapshoot is what I'm trying to say. But so are you do you mean also in the way that like people will rate answers that are clearly like a joking troll on purpose? Like when um, you do the yeah. yeah. But like out, but outside of the categories where people are actually looking for like answers, like hmm. if you're like trying to figure out how to use your like new camera or something, and you have a question about a specific feature, that's different than like if you're asking a question like, um, here, let me scroll up. Seventy million people voted for Trump. They can't all be stupid, can they? You know what I mean? <laughs> you're looking for different sort of things there. Um, so yeah, but the, I mean, the interesting thing about Yahoo Answers, <laughs> there's a comment in chat that says, "Don't think I ever use Yahoo Answers while sober." Just to you. Um, <laughs> But Yahoo Answers had an internal ranking system that essentially showed how useful people's accounts were. You got points based on useful answers. So askers could like choose best answers to their questions, for example, uh, which would reward the user who came up with the answer with points. And like the, you, even to ask a question, you had to have a positive like points score balance. Hmm. And like the idea was to incentivize like act, like people, you know, returning to the site and sort of disincentivize spam by like not letting people who didn't hit a certain threshold post, right? But I think in the end we can agree that that totally fucking failed. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I have a story for you. Hmm. Let oh, me please. tell you about Ofer Shaked's Shaked probably Shaked makes more sense. Yahoo Answer account. Okay, so his earliest questions date back two full decades ago when he was wondering <laughs> things like quote. What convertible has five seats? He had three kids that he needed to seat. And, quote, why doesn't an optical mouse work on a glass table? Aww. It's a legitimate <laughs> question, you know? Like, yeah. Uh, and my favorite question that he, that he asked was, why is there often a mirror in an elevator? What is the history behind it? Um, so this account is super interesting because this person was the engineer that actually led the build-out of Yahoo Answers. Um, they were the ones who, like, invented the whole thing. Shaked <laughs> uh, is no longer with Yahoo and the profile says as much, which is really interesting. Uh, but the last question that they posted was a decade ago and it was <clears throat> recommendations for Patagonia in December. What's your favorite there? Activities, destinations. And he did actually get a real answer. There were only a few, but he did get a real one. Uh, and uh, so the best answer said in part, December in Patagonia is summer. The further south in Patagonia you travel, you will enjoy many different sceneries. From mountain areas and the lake areas that are breathtaking, further south you'll venture toward the Cape Horn area and many beautiful towns. One of my most favorite areas in the south are the places bordering Chile and Argentina. And it's like, there's like this person like, you know, sourced, their, their source, which they listed was just like, they'd been there. And I think it's like, I think it's really interesting. Um, but yeah, the best answer to the mirror thing, by the way, was posted by a person named Anne. And Anne says, apparently when elevators were becoming widespread in cities on the East Coast, people kept complaining that they were too slow. And then one engineer reframed the problem and said, it wasn't, the, it wasn't that the elevators were too slow, it was just that people thought the elevators were too slow because they had nothing to do except just stand there. So <gasps> elevator engineers oh. added mirrors to give people things <sighs> to think about. To and channel rated, their vanity. Right. That's and they, brilliant. And they rated the elevators as moving faster, even though the speeds hadn't changed. Wow. It's like, this is like this, these are like real answers, right? Like these are people who sat down and were like, here are 
some answers that I have to your questions. I'm going to take some time out of my day and give you legitimately good advice and like legitimately a good answer to your question. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, Shaked, Shaked, I am sorry. If you ever see this, please don't shame me. I'm just using publicly available knowledge. I'm sorry for butchering your last name. Um, anyway, this person wasn't the only person using Yahoo Answers, obviously. But did you remember <laughs> back in 2007 <clears throat> that then presidential candidates Hillary Clinton, John McCain, and Barack Obama, also Mitt Romney, but I forgot about him, all use Yahoo Answers. All of what? them. They ask questions to people. <laughs> so yeah, their questions also reflect their personalities. So Obama asked, how do we engage more people and how can we, sorry, how can we engage more people in the democratic process? McCain, on the other hand, went with, what would you do to stop wasteful government spending in Washington? For Hillary, it was, based on your own family's experience, what do you think we should do to improve healthcare in America? And, like, it's interesting because the answers they got were actually good. And I think they were obviously moderated. <laughs> right. Uh, but yeah, of course. And the, they didn't the post their is, own questions. I mean, I think they may have. I mean, I, it's if it wasn't them, it was their comms team. And, you know, like. Yeah. It, yeah, you know, I was. It's, it's, the candidate definitely knows what the, the comms the comms team is doing the left hand right hand thing i was gonna and i mean if you think about it at that time it's not like now where presidential candidates have twitter to like you, ask these questions and say these things exactly and said you've, you've anticipated exactly my next point which Ooh. was at the time presidential candidates using the internet was a total rarity like nobody did this these people were some of the first um and you can sense in the answers that there was sort of an optimism that maybe the internet could change how like elections worked and how the democratic process worked uh, and that regular people might actually be able to like talk to the folks running the country. This was huge. This was a huge thing. Um, and so the best Ob- answer to Obama's question, I picked him because obviously he was the, he ended up becoming the president that year or that cycle rather. Um, and the best answer came from Rebecca W in California, who talked about her teenage daughter's frustrations with quote rigged class elections and the idea that elections can be popularity contests. Uh, and uh, Rebecca says. I worry that our youth is missing the truth and honor of personal integrity and need to learn democratic integrity first from their parents and then from public role models such as teachers, community leaders, and elected officials. Anyway, eight years later, we got Donald Trump. Um, But I digress. (laughs) Yahoo Answers was important because at the time it was a high-minded experiment. Its designers seemed to think that we could put the collective knowledge of humanity to work and solve all of our issues democratically or something. Um... And Yahoo Answers invited perhaps the most famous physicist in the world, Stephen Hawking, to post a, post a question to the community. Mm-hmm. So Hawking died in 2018, but in 2006, he asked what I think is a whopper, just a whopper, big ass question. In a world that is in chaos politically, so- socially, and environmentally, how can the human race sustain another hundred years? He can't. Oh, right, sorry, well, sorry, 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 sorry. Well, so he didn't answer. I mean, he didn't directly answer the question. Here's here's what happened. The Guardian reported this was again back in 2006. And also, like all of this stuff that I'm saying has been assembled uh, because of the Internet Archive. Uh, So if you've ever thought about preserving Internet history because it's all basically gone, please go throw them uh, some some cash because they're doing really super important work anyway. But yes, the Guardian reported that within two days, the question had racked up nearly 6000 answers. Some people talked about technology. Others thought about God. 
but later that year, in a speech in Hong Kong, Hawking said that the human race must move to another planet, provided that scientists can make it work. Though, someone named Sandy weighed in on the question, writing, I hope to God we don't have to move to a space station or to another planet. If it's so easy to move uh, to move to another one after we've destroyed a perfectly good one, who's to say we won't wreck that one too? I think that's a really good point. And I mean, I, there is more stuff here, but later that year, Bono asked his own question. Bono being, you know, you two guy, the guy who put his album on your iPhone uh, a few years ago. He personally, yeah. Curse yeah. you, Bono! Curse you, Bono. But he asked, how can we make poverty history? <laughs> okay, Bono. Uh, give up some of your cash, bud. Um, <laughs> interestingly enough, as you know, Yahoo Answers was reaching out to all these prominent people to post questions, Donald Trump was asked to pose a question. Yikes. Yahoo Answers. I can't what? find a record of what exactly it was, unfortunately. But... Mm. I did find that whoever gave the best answer would get a $5,000 spending account. <laughs> Whoa. Wow. What a time to be alive. Am I right? The branding up- that's happening with these questions is fascinating. Right? It's like you can tell who people are based on like what, the, what are the things they ask. I looked up Bono's net worth and it is $750 million. So like, yeah, you could help. He could, he could you know, break off, break, break off a piece of that. But yeah, you definitely so, break off a piece of that. Um, if, 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 you, if yes, yeah. and maybe share it. People are hungry. Jesus Christ! Yeah. So the I do just alone on that would generate enough money, <laughs> <laughs> right? So right. I, I do, I do have a bit of a digression. If we want, if we want to hear a, another Yahoo fact, I don't we know do. if we want to hear another. Always Yahoo fact. yes. Um, okay, so this is about Yahoo, Yahoo's propensity for shutting things down with like a month's notice. <laughs> so uh, back in 2019, Yahoo Groups shut down. Um, which is interesting. You know, they were just like, fuck it. We're not doing that anymore. Um, but one thing that I found back then was that some of the UK's like phone number infrastructure was actually running on Yahoo groups still. And so like Yahoo shutting down Yahoo groups was threatening the entire United Kingdom's like phone number assigning like business <laughs> what <laughs> like, yeah this is a real thing that happened uh okay so uh this is like uh there's, here's a, a really funny quote by this like small telecom uh called simwood that says uh, a review might consider whether it is befitting for the world's sixth largest economy to manage critical national infrastructure via a yahoo group but we would hope that is obvious which is pretty <laughs> fucking shady if you ask me anyway so basically what happened was uh, Ofcom, which is the Office of Communications, sort of like the FCC in the UK, um, they manage telephone numbers, right? And they manage like how, like how those numbers are allocated. So they allocate numbers in blocks of 10,000 to telecom companies, which then activate the numbers for use on their networks. Okay, so Ofcom maintains a database of those numbers on their websites, which is available to the communications companies. Uh, I did actually, so I actually wrote this piece <laughs> that I'm referencing, that I'm reading right now, again. Um, yes. We got a but, fancy boy on our podcast. Yeah. Just so everyone but knows. I did some reporting. It was interesting. <laughs> so uh, one of the people involved in this, uh, his name is Simon Woodhead, who is the CEO of Simwood, which wrote that funny quote. Uh, Apparently, there's not a better way for UK phone providers to know like which numbers belong to their competitors outside of this Yahoo group. So this guy said... They would say the group is informal for operators to talk to each other and that there is a database for managing numbers. That is correct, but slightly evasive. 
If you were to ask them what the formal processing means for operators to announce active number ranges to each other is, they wouldn't have an answer because the answer is the Oftel Yahoo group. So yeah, if you live in the UK, great chance that your phone number was assigned by some dude in a Yahoo group. <laughs> okay. Wow. You got, like, the group just tells you where the, tells the telecoms where the numbers are, and it like coordinates all of that stuff. Anyway, they... Uh, I did learn that they they used these like the group is like mostly an email list so it's like nothing really broke cuz you know they have the emails but yeah anyway if you want more details uh I can post the piece in chat or, yes please yeah. or in the I discord I really want to discord. judge but it mostly feels like our country is being run by a bunch of monkeys locked in a room with typewriters trying to arrive at Macbeth so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Also, Luxaturn in uh, chat unlocked a memory deep within my brain by saying, uh, which other senior citizens here remember Yahooligans? Oh, I remember that. Fuck. Oh, I absolutely do. Uh, Yahooligans was Yahoo Kids, and it was just a version of Yahoo that would have like a landing page and and a search engine. It had games uh, that was particularly (laughs) tailored to having like search and ask but that was um child and family friendly was it like uh like neopet style like it was about java powered and like gamified i just i think i just compared neopets to an ask site and that's not correct but you know what i mean it was it was less game than neopets but yes it was very much the neopets of ask sites thank you (laughs) yeah i'm with you yeah yeah that's a that's a great description yeah no it was it was definitely like Wow, I remember the logo. <laughs> right? Yeah, that like green splattery thing. Did it had not, big Nickelodeon vibes. I didn't think I was ever going to have to remember anything like that again. Yeah, very interesting. And and it's so funny because we did so much research on Yahoo this week and nothing came up about it. And then as soon as uh, Luxaturn said it, I was like, Whoa. Oh, maybe it's like the Bernstein versus Bernstein Bears universe. Yes. One universe got Yahooligans, the other got Yahoo Kids, and we won't know which one we're in because this is reality has already merged. Whoa. Okay, so here's the thing. Here's the thing about that Berenstein Berenstein thing. It's just people doing A-B testing and then not publicizing the test that didn't work. Just like, chill out. It's fine. Anyway. <laughs> or Rowan, it's our please. realities <laughs> collapsing on each other. Like we're in an infinite bubble universe. You I'm decide sorry, which one's more plausible. <laughs> Incorrect. Incorrect. Yeah, I'll go along with the bubble universe. That's more fun. So as Harry, pardon me, as Bijan pointed out, not Harry, as Bijan pointed out, like internet history is really important to protect. Um, so if anyone's curious, um, a lot of, internet goers were very concerned that when Yahoo Answers was shut down, that the entire thing would be erased. And people were tweeting some quite funny things. Um, The user Signalfire tweeted, no, Yahoo is going to delete all of Yahoo Answers. That's like burning down the internet's goofy library of Alexandria. But (laughs) beginning on April 20th, 2021, the entire site will go into read-only mode. So it is all safely protected, at least as long as that bit lasts. <laughs> well, because I think the whole thing's shutting down on May 4th, Star Wars Day. Yeah. Star Wars is taking Yahoo from us. Yeah, the fourth I, I with read... you, except Yahoo Answers. You don't get the fourth. <laughs> so I keep reading multiple articles that once it goes into read-only mode, some of it will be archived. 
Yeah, so so Gizmodo actually announced that they were going to archive all of it. I don't know how they're going to do it, but there are a few different like parallel archiving projects, and I think um, uh, the Internet Archive has con- like been doing archives of Yahoo Answers, or at least a lot of them, um, over the years. But I mean, who knows? I think somebody somebody's going to step in, and I think people are people are actually working toward it. Also, by the way, that Twitter user you just quoted is most famous for having what they call an omni bang which is what? a bang but it's just one <laughs> on omni bang and maximum nut are in the same um, room together somewhere it, you're right no you're absolutely right it's the exact same I, energy not, and i can't not, disagree with that this is not even is this like a, a little hair bit of a bang is this like a yes I, I, this this is i mean this person josh constein is like a he used to be a journalist and then uh, i think moved into venture capital investing but let me, I'll find an Omnibang pick and uh, post it in chat. Sure. Yeah, I don't know absolutely. if you can't post that in chat. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, y'all, the thing that I found the funniest and like the most interesting from everything y'all have talked about were the people being like, oh man, they're trying to silence us by taking <laughs> away Yahoo Answers as if like literally social media doesn't exist. Like imagine imagine being in the mindset that your um, freedom of speech is Yahoo Answers in 2021. Like, that is where you speak your truth and your freedom. I like to think <laughs> of it as, like, the, the legend of Sleepy Hollow and, like, Yahoo Answers is over the bridge where the, where the headless horseman can't get. The deep state can get you anywhere as long as you're as, as long as you're not Yahoo Answers. Sanctuary! <laughs> Yahoo Once Answers is where the light over the doesn't threshold touch. of Yahoo Answers, you are safe. It's the only it, safe place. It feels I mean there there are so it, it's funny because like it's funny that there's so much nostalgia for Yahoo Answers just cuz like you know the internet has sort of learned from Yahoo Answers and like learned mm-hmm. from the mistakes that they made. Mm-hmm. Um like sites like Reddit for example. Uh, and you can just ask questions to Reddit. There's there's a there's a whole subreddit called what is it like No Stupid Questions, where you can just ask things. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think those are much more moderated, which is probably why people are looking for another Yahoo Answers. Anyway. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. They they treat it like this is their like sanctuary city. It's just Yahoo Answers that the the left can't get them. And I'm just like, like, okay, let them have it. Can you just go to your place and then not ever leave? Like, is that would be nice if it wasn't on Twitter and then was only on Yahoo Answers? I like that thinking. Right, like stay in your corner. That's fine. There, I mean, it's this is slightly off topic, but there is there is some (laughs) research about this. Um, uh, This researcher at Stanford, Becca Lewis, who is really, really wonderful and has been researching like the networks of alt-right hate and such online. Um, a lot of these people have found that um, you once you ban like users like that from sites, they find other sites or create other places and then further radicalize. So like they, mm-hmm. they get more crazy. <laughs> every time they feel oppressed by something. Well, but every all of the users who actually make it to the next like platform, for example, like the Donald mm. got banned from Reddit, right? They made right. the Donald.win and like, you know, like it's like, it's just yeah, it much boiled more- down. It's much wilder. Uh, that is very interesting. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Well. That was that was quite the history of Yahoo, y'all. This is a eulogy. We're, yeah, we're it is. <laughs> wow, I was, was trying so hard to make it through the whole episode without doing it. Well, I mean, Harry, Harry actually nailed it. That, that was did. good. Harry that did it again. That was really good. We're on my redemption arc. Instant replay. I don't know if I could do it again. I don't, do I? Okay. Yahoo. 
Sorry, clip that. Clip that. Clip that. (laughs) Iconic. Make it your text tone, everybody. We figured since Rowan and Bijan really did the work of this episode, actually covering what Yahoo Answers has been, what it has become, um, Harry and I are just going to talk about uh, (laughs) something silly that we enjoy uh, that will inherently go away with Yahoo Answers as well. So... Hold on, hold on. Blue Pirate in our in the Twitch chat created the best title possible. It's a Yahoology. Oh my god. <laughs> I can't believe we didn't think about that, y'all. Before we that? went live, we were how agonizing we... about what to call this episode. We really were. And I don't know how we didn't come up with that. <laughs> you should Whoops. be proud, Blue. You should be proud. I'm you proud should, for Blue you. Pirate. Absolutely. So one time on the internet. A troll saw an opportunity to fool the foolish and absolutely ran with it. If you were in school during the time of the internet, you were probably told that you could not use Yahoo Answers as a source. And this is a perfect example of why. So to continue the Yahoology. (laughs) Can we we make the stream title that, please, somebody? (laughs) We are going to be talking about a name that might just flip a tiny switch somewhere in the back of your brain. We are talking about Ken M. And in the twilight of its demise, right? Yahoo Answers has been compared to the Library of Alexandria, a modern day hub of question and answer based lore. Historians have often looked back through the looking glass of history and looked back to the library and wondered what treasures were hidden there, what brilliant minds may have studied. I don't think any of them wondered what would happen if an absolute idiot walked in one day, uh, you know, just to catch a scroll or two. And I am almost positive none of them thought of the hilarity that would ensue if a troll slunk in and started messing with the patrons. That is exactly what happened with a user named Ken M. Although troll is a title he's not necessarily too comfortable with. It's a bit more nuanced than that. I think it's very interesting because I think troll at the time in 2011 was a perfectly valid term for Ken M. Ken M was having fun. It was victimless trolling. (laughs) And that was the thing. As opposed to the way you think of a troll now as being someone who is intentionally trying to cause harm in some capacity on the internet, this was just having a good time at the uh, expense of the kind of toxicity and tone that Yahoo Answers had taken. Yahoo Answers at the time was this place where people were arguing constantly. Somebody would ask a relatively like simple and well-intended question only to be met with so much like visceral and anger. And Ken M in doing so saw an opportunity. <laughs> right? And his and his trolling style is beautiful. Rather than snark or like just a gif or or, or what have you, he is this folksy, bumbling joyfully oblivious average internet idiot and it's made him this incredible figure he's just he, he, his character is not this, this this backbiting asshole he's just an extremely ill-informed old dude <laughs> I'm putting up a photo right now. So this is uh, the profile photo that he used to use on Yahoo. Um, and Stop he it. that is not Ken, but that is the character 
of Ken M. Ken M is actually a 30-year-old writer uh, that was just seeing an opportunity and having a bit of fun in it. But under this username, he usually portrayed a old white man that just didn't really understand how to ask questions to the internet, how to engage in meaningful uh, conversation or debates, and mostly um, wanted to get people that were already angry a little more riled up. He's the lonely girl 15 of Yahoo Answers. <laughs> You're right! Oh, no! He's wrinkly dude 69. Let's go! Wrinkly dude 69? <laughs> Yo, somebody make that your username. Do it. Someone else has to name their computer that because uh, Bijan's has already been named Beefcake this beefcake. this evening. Can I get some beefcakes um, in the chat, please? Sage, what's your computer called? Because I think I it's haven't named it. Oh, 69. no, is mine wrinkly dude 69? <laughs> no. It is because no. mine's already maximum nut. <laughs> there, all right, all right I'll okay. take it. Um, so as far as most people knew at the time before like Ken M blew up as this kind of phenomenon, he was somebody that would mostly engage with like Yahoo News posts and just say the most absolutely <laughs> foolish things. <laughs> They're so good. One of my favorite was the... When, the, uh, the the Mars rover Curiosity took some photos of the eclipse. It's, it was the eclipse season on Mars. Uh, just as like we have fall, spring, and summer, they have eclipse season and not eclipse season. And, and, and eclipse season made the news. They were talking about it. It was in 2012. Um, and Ken is not one to let a scientific discovery of this magnitude just sit idly by okay. not when he's at the not when he's at the helm of his Dell and can take sure that he shares some of his knowledge about Mars and its rovers with the rest of the world. Harry, do you want to be Ken and I'll be I'll be Chris in this exchange? Yes, uh, but, I'll, it, I'll, but either we need to have Bijan or Rowan be the crankster. Please, uh, please, let if me one be of the, you would step Let in. me be the crankster. What, where do I read? Hold on. You've got it. it. It's, a, it's in our run of show. Please, we're going to um, take you through one of the Ken M uh, encounters. Um, with, yeah. One of the early ones. Yes. Without Is it crankster? Yeah. You'll be the crankster. And, and and for those in the listening audience who may be, um, like I've been doing this weekend, listening to the podcast while you scrape a toilet um, or, or install a, a, a garbage disposal like your boy did, um, you're working hard, you put your tool time hours in. These are interpretive readings, small, short vignettes taken from the corners of Yahoo Answers. So without any further ado, Pixel Circus Theater is proud to present Ken M, A Tale Told, and I can't remember how many trolls I added, so we'll call them. 80 parts. <laughs> Great. Perfect. <clears throat> okay. Regarding the Eclipse rover, the rover would be wise to refrain from sightseeing and stick to its job. Uh, sightseeing is its job? Well, we could do that on its own time. Every minute on Mars there costs billions of my tax dollars. You are an idiot. The whole point of every mission to Mars is to sightsee shit. Spitting <laughs> caps. Must be nice to be paid to be a tourist while the rest of us are busting our butts here on Earth. <laughs> I love and that Ken. so much. Ken! Ken jumped in and said, look, <laughs> the Mars rover should not be out there sightseeing on my tax dollars. And that, I think, sets us such a tone of like, look, it's completely harmless. There is no, it is a victimless troll. But the people that are already ready to fight are so mad and it's so much fun. He's not 
attacking anybody in particular. I mean, other than maybe the Mars rover, which <laughs> never did anything to him. But <laughs> yeah, curiosity is like, what the hell is this show about? What do you mean victimless? <laughs> I was doing my job. We just lost it. We just lost a sub. Thank you for that, <laughs> that casual remark. Victimless. Sorry, sorry, I just, curiosity. I just, I just hope I just hope somebody clips that exchange. We just need the theater. Cause like I need I need more stuff for my reel. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> that's absolutely fair. Um, we have one more in here that I just it, it doesn't probably need a full meme reading, but essentially there was a story that came out when uh, a governor candidate in Maine. Uh, came out as gay. There had been a lot of like slander campaigns trying to out him, and he was eventually just like, yes, yes, I am. Um, to which uh, the lovely Ken M replied, uh, let me pull this up here. Uh, Today's Christians seem to ignore evidence that God himself is gay. Uh, <laughs> so, of course, naturally, the comments were just like, uh, that evidence is what, Ken? And Ken replied, well, for starters, God is a creative type, and that is the extent of how he engaged in that troll. That was the entirety of it. God bless Ken M. Uh, God bless also, Ken M for sorry, pissing off the, I, the Yahoo Answers. God Christians. bless Alan Zanzo for gifting a tier one sub to Ken M. <gasps> Stop it. <laughs> Incredible. Magic. Wonderful. Thank you. Um, people are wondering if Ken M is on Twitch. We do have some, uh, some things to follow up on to tell you where Ken M is now, actually. Oh. But... Let's talk about kind of who Ken is, right? As an actual person. Yeah, because he isn't some genteel senior living in Beer Bottle Crossing, Idaho. That was the sixth search that came up, and I, I shit you not, Podunk Towns in Idaho. It was the sixth one on the list. So it is a real town. He isn't some grandpa living anywhere. Like, like Sage had said, he's a 30-something-year-old copywriter for Comedy Central. Um, and, and, and he was, for a time, leaving sincere comments on news articles and other forums, looking to engage in, in, in debate. But, and I quote, hardly anyone responded rationally to what I had to say. I was appalled by the Yahoo comment section. It was such a toxic, shitty space. <laughs> so when in doubt, leave absolutely insane satirical comments instead. Can't have real discussion? have a fake one instead, which is pretty much the spirit of the internet now. <laughs> and that's exactly what he did. So in April of 2011, he began leaving satirical comments on, uh, mostly on the news feed of Yahoo News. He <laughs> respond to ask questions. Uh, and it was just an exercise to see how moronic he could be <laughs> while still getting people to engage and think that these were real questions or answers. Um... Oh, you know what? There's a, we actually have the very first one. I, I don't think we have um, a screenshot of it, but it is in here. Uh, Harry, would you like to, since you've done such a wonderful voice, uh, tell us about the very first Ken M. troll post? Yeah, oh, no. this one's a little raunchier than the other ones, but I like it. Um, Can I read the ad that he's responding to? Absolutely. Sure. Please. Or not the ad. I guess it's the news headline. Um, in announcing the sale of Pringles on Tuesday, Procter & Gamble concluded what had been a tumultuous, sometimes zany, 50-year experiment in engineered food. So here's Ken M on Pringles. This is one of those tried and true products that's been a part of everyday life for, for generations in America. When I was six, I pretended the empty, empty can was a telescope. When I was 13, I pretended it was Sarah McKenzie from my English class. 
<laughs> Ken! Ken! <laughs> and, but also, like, you have to keep in mind, too, imagine this is, like, an old-ass man that's commenting this on Yahoo Answers, and you're just like, Oh my God, Grandpa, please. Grandpa, get off the internet. I just love that this man created a whole character so that when people looked into who this commenter was, they would find the old grandpa rather than him. Like that was such a conscious choice in a time before like profiles were what they are today. Yeah, absolutely. I do think your I think your comparison to Lonely Girl fifteen, y'all, is like so good. <laughs> I mean, look, chat has been Thank on point you. all night. Things are things are happening in the chat. <laughs> Grandpa, no. <laughs> Grandpa, please. So he began um, kind of building like a chronicle of his adventures on Yahoo, on Tumblr, and then eventually on Twitter with kind of the same uh, handle, which was Horsey Surprise. He would tell the stories of Ken M. Uh, and he would he would document, and there are still active accounts to this day. I'm curious how many of them are actually the same person. There's also a lot of people that are doing like kind of copycat stuff. Um, but he he kept adding new images. Uh, he would constantly um, kind of like update and expand upon the lore, the truth of Ken M. As a- <laughs> why did he change the username when he moved to Twitter? I think it was to separate the two because the the Twitter is to like chronicle his trolling and Um, Ken is not a troll public facing, right? So like Ken is this old guy, but the writer himself was was kind of just telling the stories of it. And he always referred to it as no harm trolling. Um, He doesn't like that as much at the time, but it did kind of create this like area. And when you Google Ken M and a lot of the people that have discussed it talk about a time of wholesome trolling that doesn't exist as much anymore in Mm. in current day. Um, You know what? Can we do the can we do the raviolis? Yes, because here's the, the the easiest target. Nowadays, we have your Wendy's and your Moon Pie, these super edgy Hello Kids, really cool brands. Back mm-hmm. in the day, though, brands representing these big legacy products were very, very cautious. They were out like like a, like a Floridian on an icy lake, just, just legs and arms all out, very carefully moving in dangerous territory, trying not to slip. So brands became the perfect target to just be a senior citizen on the internet around. <laughs> so one of the most famous examples was Chef Boyardee. Um, and, and, and Ken, the way he likes to corner, cause I didn't see it at first. I thought it was just silly at first. You got to recognize Ken is trying to do two things. He is trying to ask a dumb question mm-hmm. and at trying to ask a dumb question that has to be answered because if it's not answered, it could result in a, in a negligence lawsuit. <laughs> so he's trying to demonstrate there is a very real danger around the product, all involving customer stupidity, which brings us to Chef Boy RD. Okay. I want I want Rowan to have first pick at who you would like to be in this piece of this. It is, of course, in our document here. You could be Ken or you could be Chef Boyardee if you'd like. And this is the one with the pictures, right? Yes, it is. We will okay. be showing and describing an image of it. <laughs> okay, I want to be Chef Boyardee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good roll. Okay. Good roll. Good roll. Excellent. Um, then, Harry, why don't you start by describing what this picture looks like for our podcast listeners? All right. So, it is a screenshot 
of Facebook. All right. I know it's <laughs> making me itchy just looking at it. Um, but it is a picture of Oravioli in a silver pot. It's just glistening with its primordial ravioli ooze. Like the, like the, like the, uh, the, the What the if carpets. everything wasn't oh, yeah. sticky? Harry, okay, what if order, we didn't Harry? make everything <laughs> sticky? Harry, point of order, uh, ravioli isn't primordial. It is. Have you had it? It's life-giving. <laughs> it's, it's, it's an ancient soup from time gone by, put into a can, Chef Boyardee. Delicious. Um, oh, what if we didn't him, make though, bell sounds? Behind him, though, that was accidental. I'm sorry, accidental discharge. Um, behind <laughs> him, <laughs> it's got a hair trigger. You just gotta be careful with it. Uh, oh my god! I had just taken a sip of my drink and I literally almost shot it out of my eyeballs. Bijan, in god. case you're wondering, we are now at full atomic breath. That's that's where we're at. In yeah, case we're you're wondering what the metaphor is. The nut maximum. We're here. Can you confirm? Can you confirm or deny that the nut is maximum now? So, so behind him, I cannot confirm or deny. Uh, behind uh, the, this, it's a stovetop, and the ravioli is sitting there. And what is our, I cannot confirm or deny is primordial sauce is a stack of National Geographic magazines sitting on the back burner. <laughs> On the burner while he is cooking. <laughs> yeah, it's like he's cooking knowledge and Chef Boyardee for lunch. And so he he poses the question, or he po- he just like he just like a friendly comment. Good mm-hmm. product. We always put pepper on it in our household. To which Chef Boyardee replies, "Looks delicious, Ken. We'd suggest moving those magazines, though. You don't want to have a fire on your hands there. Thanks for your post." <laughs> The next picture um, is a, a Kenmore 567020 uh, conventional style oven. I know I, I just installed one the other day. Um, oh, it is okay. it is pulled open. The ravioli is now on a baking pan and the National Geographic magazines are on the lower rack um, <laughs> so we can broil the ravioli and cook the magazines. <laughs> <laughs> and he doesn't say anything about it. Oh, he does. He, t- he says at the top, if you pop it in the oven, it tastes just like mama used to heat up. Yeah. But he doesn't mention the magazine. Uh, no, it's incredible. This is, oh, this, this is, this is actually like, this, these posts are like transcendental. This is right? incredible posting. There are so many. He had exchanges with Subway, with Oscar Mayer, uh, with Jimmy Dean Sausage. Like, he really just was hitting every one of these brands who would have essentially, like, a Facebook page or some kind of public page uh, where they had to be, like, brand safe and respective and run customer support. Uh, (laughs) I like this one. In an exchange for Subway, uh, he just posted on their page and said, uh, safe for folks who are on a gluten-free diet. Bishon, you want to be Subway? Yeah, hold on. Let me let me uh, let me get let me open up this. Yeah, sorry, ravioli. I jumped right into it. Wait, 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 wait. It's what above rabbit. Oh, I see. Yeah, I, I was like, oh, wait, okay, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. You want to try it again? Yes, sure. We'll take it from the top. From Thank the top. you. Take it from the top. Uh, safe for folks who are uh, on a gluten-free diet. Hi, Ken. Thanks for asking. We are currently testing some gluten-free products in select stores. The test is only happening in a few cities, but we'll let all of our fans know how it turns out. Stay tuned. Thank you. My doctor says I can't eat gluten. Uh, sorry, my doctor says I can eat gluten as long as it don't cost anything. Will you have free gluten in your local store? <laughs> Thank you, Ken. And scene. 
It's a free gluten diet. It is not a gluten-free diet. It is a free gluten diet. He says he can only have it if it does not cost anything. Uh, and I just picture the customer support people just trying so hard to be like, I cannot insult this old oh man. Oh my God. This, can we my poor please wife. do the Jimmy Dean one that you, do you guys I mean, pulled? Of course. Do you think? Oh that my I, God. I, that's what we're here for. Look, we're the fluff piece. Y'all had the actual information. We're just here to read like really good <laughs> The goals. Jimmy the Dean one is like Christmas morning. Yes, it Harry. is. I do, I do also, Harry. <laughs> yes. Oh, I just do. I, I, I thank you. Thank you for this gift. You know, really, like, I, I feel like I, I'm looking at all these images and I'm like, yeah, you know, I, but what I really wonder is, do you think the customer service people that had to respond to these were having fun? Yeah. Because I think I would they be. were. I think they thought it was probably pretty funny. Anyway. Yeah. Jimmy Dean or Oscar Mayer? Oscar Mayer is pretty good. We, I they're, like they're, they're at Jimmy Dean right now. Okay. Can I be Jimmy Dean? <laughs> of course. Jimmy That's himself. <laughs> Wait, can I can I can I describe the image? I would love for you to. Okay, so the image. It's a bon mi sausage burger. <laughs> Lot is like a very, very beautifully buttered and toasted bun with some sort of unidentified sausage meat in the middle and lots of vegetables poured on top. Anyway, please. That's Emphasis it. on unidentified meat. Mm-hmm. For sure. okay. All right, who's Ken this time around? I can Bichon, be Ken. Be Ken. Oh, Bijan, be Ken. That's, I want, want Bijan to right. You should be Ken. <laughs> uh, stretch. Gotta get it. Everyone should get to try on being Ken okay. for a uh, This is also, uh, I just want to note the timestamp. June 7th at 5 a.m. <laughs> That's when this was posted. <laughs> it's real in character. All right, Sage, tell us when to roll it. <laughs> yep. Action. We like your pork links, but it seemed more like folks would buy your product if it was dishwasher safe. Ken, we're not sure what you mean by dishwasher safe. Feel free to DM and we can try to help you further. Thank you. Well, I have arthritis, so it would be better to use the dishwasher instead of scrub the links by hand before cooking. Also, more kids would eat your links if the meat porks had a toy inside. <laughs> Now, the pause there was very important. That pause there was very important because the timestamp from the previous message was June 7th at 8.03 p.m. And the next one just says five minutes ago, which means it was long enough to not say like minutes ago. He clearly revisited the post after saying he doesn't want to scrub them by hand to suggest that the meat have toys inside. (laughs) And like this setup, like this joke format is so brilliant to me because it's this setup of something that's like, just confusing enough that it might be a real inquiry. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. always, the first post is just enough to get you to engage <laughs> and start paying attention to it as if he might have something legitimate to say, only to be followed up by absolute insanity. Every time. And that's I wanna, so, so clever. I want to know if the intern that's like in charge of at least figuring out when people post is ever like, oh my God, what do I do? <laughs> I'm going to lose my job. How do I respond? <laughs> I like to think there's like a board meeting or like a meeting of all the, all the staffers for the social media response. And they're all wearing cowboy boots and all wearing hats. And they're all like, well, how do we respond? Well, let's, let's talk it out. Do we go silent? Do we give it a, a single laugh? Do we Harry, delete it? <laughs> Harry, why are they cowboys? 
Everyone in Jimmy Dean has to be a cowboy. Uh, you don't think they're <laughs> Mavericks? Mavericks work at Jimmy Dean. Well, okay, all right. Okay, all right. Well, that's a fascinating visual that I'll have forever. My hope that uh, is that because Ken M did blow up so much at some point, that like, if I was a social media person for a brand, which I have been in the past, I would be sitting there with my fingers crossed, just hoping we get Ken M. <laughs> oh, I would be just absolutely dying for the opportunity to get a Ken M question. Uh, that would be the like lively part of working in social media, particularly if you're like Subway's social media, right? <laughs> um, well, Subway actually just got a new guy. Like they had the this guy who like, video like he recorded himself like making sandwiches and telling stories about the insane yeah. people who worked at subways and or who sorry ordered from subway and then uh he got sponsored by the brand look at him yeah that happened that's like, major y'all we can make sandwiches ago. we could do that hey subway totally. hey <laughs> subway sponsor us Eat uh i think we are pixels. finally past and getting past still in the process the days of Firing people for making internet content about or from work. Congratulations, you got free promo. Still waiting for my job to fire me. We're not there yet. (laughs) (laughs) We're not there yet, but I think we are in the process of doing so and of companies recognizing that. Uh, So Ken M, look, he couldn't just be a lonely old guy forever, right? Ken M had to expand. He had to expand the lore and the story. Uh, Ken M started talking about grandchildren naturally <laughs> and and it's a he has he, he introduces the son and the grandson and mm-hmm. both of them are on the same scale of just bumbling as ken is um there's a beautiful exchange which arguably i think trails most of us trying to make it or break it uh <laughs> in this business um Ken says, and, and I need someone, I need actually a couple people to join. This, yeah, is, this, a, is... this is an all cast member ensemble here talking about raising a child and getting them, getting them out to the, on the, on the job scene. I... Okay. Uh, I want to be, I want to be Steven. <laughs> okay. Everybody um, claim a role quick. I'm happy to be, <laughs> I'm happy to be either. I mean, I, I, I might do the double shift. Yeah, that's true. We got a lot of things here. Wants to be Can Ken? I be Farrah I... and Grant, I, absolutely. I refuse to quit this episode till Rowan is is Ken sometime. Oh, okay, <laughs> I'll be I'll be Ken. Yes. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. We'll figure uh, it out from here. Ha- yeah, uh, Harry. I'll, I'll play. I can play uh, Ryagan and Silo. I'll be Just Farrah in case and Rum. Is wondering <laughs> what the heck we're doing. This is like a long list of replies from a lot of yes, different it is. people. Yeah, we just had to figure out our roles, right? Okay. <laughs> Uh, So this post uh, is uh, titled America's Most Surprising Six-Figure Jobs. The photo is a close-up of a makeup artist working on a woman's lipstick, uh, clearly just like a stock photo. um, And it was written by Jacqueline Smith of Forbes, uh, but appears to be posted on Yahoo. Do what you love and the money will follow. Our son is an artist in NYC and he makes 6K. Wow, a big 500 a month. I hope that's 60K or 600K and not 6,000. A 6K figure job is enough to afford to live in NYC, which is more than most people can say. Uh, I I don't think you understand the question, Ken. Uh, Okay, Uh, is it that he's making $6,000 a year? 
up. That's less than the part-time guy handing out flyers makes. I think you meant to say he makes six figures, i.e. 100K plus, no? Not sure what his take-home tax is, but he is doing well for himself. You got the, you're, gonna have, you're gonna have to explain it to Ken one more time, Steven. Is it $6,000 or $60,000? That's what they're asking, Ken. It's funny how far a little gumption can take you if you have enough grit to see it through. <laughs> oh my god, Ken, answer the question! <laughs> I, think, I, think Ken, I, I think Ken is trying to say that his son makes over $100,000 a year, not 60000 or 6000 One time, he gave us a free tour of Central Park, where he lives. <laughs> He just and refuses scene. to answer. He just refuses to. <laughs> and it's so good, again, because he's just like, he keeps commenting and people kept engaging. And that's why Steven was my favorite. Because Steve, Steven tried so hard to really jump in and be like, oh, no, 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 sweet old man. Look, that's just what they're asking. They're asking if you probably mean six figures that your son is making. I'm, I bet. But Ken cool. didn't stop there. There is a karate place in Miami called Karate Combat. Karate Combat. Dun, 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 dun. Sorry, it's, it's a very professional karate place. I wanted to give it its own intro. There, of course. I mean, I, can I just point out that, yeah, like, this troll has occurred for a number of years. Like, th these are oh. like. Oh, yeah. This is 2011 to today. He still posts sometimes. Today. Yeah. This yes. is a career. There are also full subreddits dedicated to him. And uh, we're supposed to get into this a little bit later, but we'll, we're running out of time anyways. So uh, there's actually a subreddit that is so fun called Not Ken M. It's r slash Not Ken M. And it's similar to this like format of like Not The Onion, where it's <laughs> posts that sound like they would be written by Ken M, but they are legitimate questions people are asking on the internet. Oh. Um, they're just on the level of ridiculousness of Ken M. Um, so Ken jumped in to this uh, karate combat Facebook page and said, grandson is a yellow belt. He can already chop a stick in half. Yeah, tough guy. Congrats. Have him connect with us after he's 18. Smiley face. <laughs> but he can also dent his forehead with a cinder block. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. You know, I think like, the one about uh, the 6K figure shows how much foresight this poster has because he was able to draw the joke out to say, like, oh, 6,000K. Oh, but here's the joke. He probably lives in Central Park. Like, he definitely makes 6,000K. So he's very aware of his end-all punchlines. Like, this one, yeah, he always. had it ready after the first comment because he's dealing with a company. But the other ones, he was like, how long can I get these people to just keep going? <laughs> I think the idea of a, a free tour of Central Park just nails it. Like, yeah, yeah. exactly. Because it could be that he lives around Central Park, but also a free tour as opposed to a paid tour of Central Park. Like the layers. Okay, my favorite one that Harry put on here. There was an article on Yahoo that was eight alarmingly unhealthy snacks for kids. <laughs> is one Harry, just, just a bucket of sugar? <laughs> is yeah, one just a it cup is. of sugar? I, it's I just like a cup are... of sugar and it's popcorn and a muffin There's and some goldfish. Oh. So uh, Ken jumps onto this post and Harry, I mean, you've nailed the Ken <laughs> boys. Come in for us. Mm -hmm. So, so I, I do want I do want to preface this and say that my this sounds silly. My son ate an entire 
jerky dog treat, thinking it was beef jerky <laughs> four months ago. So this sounds absurd, but I just got done telling my kid, it's okay if you ate a dog treat. Uh, like, it doesn't no. make for less of a person. That's not how eating dog food works. So, um... Please, so, I'm like, God, humans are so stressful. Okay. <laughs> So my grandson used to eat snossages until we found out they were loaded with corn syrup and sodium. Always check the back label. So the first comment is, I thought snossages were dog treats. And the second comment is, snossages are dog treats. <laughs> <laughs> Just nothing. That's all he left them with was, yeah, you know, he used to eat snossages until we found out they were loaded with corn syrup and sodium. Incredible. Beautiful. Incredible. Iconic. Truly perfect. Um, I noticed when we like mentioned Ken M at the beginning of the episode, there were a few people in chat that were like, oh shit, Ken M, which is like yes. always what I want, what I'm always going for in my story on the show. I just want to tell a story that makes you, oh shit, I remember that. Something that just like flips a switch in the back of your brain. So Yahooligans um, next, right? Yeah, I mean, sure, let's dive into Yahooligans. I don't think it exists <laughs> anymore and that's perfect. Um, Ken M still exists on Twitter at Horsey Surprise, of course, uh, and is actively posting. It isn't the same content. It isn't just screenshots of his trolls anymore, necessarily. Uh, but every once in a while, there is. On March 29th of 2021, uh, he posted his troll from the Suez Canal, uh, naturally. <laughs> he commented on that and said a cautionary tale about the pursuit of celebrity and ego unchecked. <gasps> Thank you, Ken. You Thank you, Ken. <laughs> I love that this person is doing this for no money, no fame, that, just to that, be a salty bean. That chain goes on too. He he claims that the captain of the Suez Canal boat was too busy whining and dining the rich passengers, and then they go to correct him. They say, "Hey, it was all cargo," and he ends it with, "You know, they treat the lower class passengers like cargo sometimes." You're absolutely correct. <laughs> <laughs> it's so, it's so good. good he's still going it's been what year is it <laughs> it's been that many years approximately this is the 10-year anniversary i mean if we scroll up this is wow accidentally the 10-year anniversary of ken m because he oh posted in april of 2011 and wow. I, according to this time stamp, it's april 6th so it's five days yesterday how do you wow, say we the past nailed that <laughs> We accidentally completely nailed that. Um, Ken M has been asked about kind of what his experience was like and what's happened to it. And he was quoted uh, saying that uh, in 2018, that 2018 has impacted the way that he operates. Brand accounts, for example, have become less of a customer service hub and more of cynical, uh, cynical internet personalities themselves, which makes it more difficult to manipulate them if you're using a character like Ken M. And I think that is really interesting, is at what point did we shift from brands being something that was just there to represent the brand to having this like ongoing Twitter war of like, who's going to be as snarky and Gen Z as like KFC and Wendy, the <laughs> Discord Twitter accounts, I, all of these businesses that are now known for their social media presence on their own. I do um, I do have an answer for that, a very specific answer, which is the Denny's Tumblr account. Wait, like, what? We, we might have to do a whole episode what? on that. Denny's, hey, I know the, I, so I, I'm friends with the person who ran the Denny's Tumblr account initially, but Denny's had a Tumblr account and it started this entire tone for brands like from 2013. 
much longer. Hey, story. everybody. If you would like us to talk about brand personalities at some point and the shift in them <laughs> on one time on the internet, let us know. I'm only doing it if we can go to Denny's because we are at this point of the pandemic that I miss Denny's. I, I mean, I think I think I might be able to. I, I, I could probably ask that person to be on the show if, you know, yes. if they're interested. Yes. So let us Reporting know. Reporting live from hey, Denny's. <laughs> if you are listening to the podcast, Dennis. maybe leave us a review. That would be it, cool. And tell us that you, in your review specifically, I'm not ending the episode here, but like tell us in your review specifically that you would like us to talk about it. By Just, the way, please, if you all have suggestions like for future topics, you actually can suggest them. Now, the only way to do that, we, we do it by, by post mail. So you have to send us a letter um, detailing why and with a check or money order of $6.72 um, to the address listed in the show notes. Be sure to keep an eye out for that. Harry, what is happening here? <laughs> Are you okay? I just Harry figured the only, way, the only way to send the topics to a show about the internet would, of course, only be snail mail. <laughs> I mean, look, yes, technically we do have a P.O. box, but I will also say I encourage you all to join our Discord. Um, I'm going to encourage you to do a couple of things in our Discord. One, suggest some topics, things from the internet that you would like to see us talk about and get some perspective on and have us do a little reporting so you don't have to. And two, if you find any Yahoo Answers, trolls, legitimate questions that make you giggle or Ken M chaos. Uh, I would love to see your favorite if you would post them in the one time on the internet channel in the Pixel Circus Discord. That is a great place to engage with us, whether you are a podcast or a Twitch listener. Our whole community is there and it's a great place to meet in the middle. Oh my God, Coordination did just point out that Harry is the Ken M of our team. (laughs) You are absolutely correct. Oh Oh my God. Uh, Wow, that is... Look, I don't want to have to think about that. Accurate. Let's keep it rolling. Okay. <laughs> yeah, right? Like, that's something we're all going to have to process a little bit. I but, don't want to. you know, in one sense, I wonder how much of these brands have become Ken M, right? Like, also, a lot of the brand voices of these Twitter accounts are trolling us. I mean, like, mm. I always cite KFC as a specific example because they're very engaged in, like, the gaming and nerd community that we're in. Um, but they are constantly trying to do things that will go viral for just being absolutely foolish and ridiculous. And concede at it all the I mean uh, succeed at it all the time the KFC console uh, is an excellent example of that uh, I love you Colonel Sanders the fact that they made a dating sim the KFC <laughs> movie with Mario Lopez they keep oh, making yeah. this troll content and they're <laughs> at that point where if you're a less um, up-to-date person of the internet you're gonna be in that space of like is this real like is this what are you doing <laughs> right whereas like the people who really often engage with mean culture are like aha they are coming to our meme culture, but like internet boomers are like, I don't know, KFC made a movie, I guess. <laughs> I, still I don't know. Love it was the really on lifetime. <laughs> oh, it's very good. If you have not played I Love You, Colonel Sanders, um, it is, I think, one of the best dating sims out there, and I am not being sarcastic in any capacity. I want to play. Very, very good. Oh, 100%. Okay, I would love that. You should. Uh, they make Colonel Sanders an absolute daddy. Um <laughs> I am not kidding. Uh, But yeah, Arby's leans into it a lot. Wendy's leans into it a lot. Wendy's has that very like snarky tone. And I wonder if some of these people were kind of like encouraged to make that shift based on people's engagement with Ken's post or the people like Ken that were trolling on these pages. Um, And is it a good thing? Is it a good (laughs) thing that brands have personality or is it an entirely false uh, pandering to millennials and Gen Z? 
At the 10-year anniversary of, of Ken M, we ask ourselves, can we blame Ken M for everything? We can try. <laughs> we can try. We can certainly fucking try. <laughs> so, uh, to kind of... Oh, sorry. Please go, no, please go right ahead. Are you going to go... Are you going to Ken M us some more? Do you have any... I think huh? I think that we've I think we've we've Ken M'd you enough. I don't know if I want to make that a verb. Hey, I feel like you're doing a, like a, a Konmari thing. We don't need it. We just don't. Yep. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna stop using it as a verb, but I'm gonna say I think that we have enough. But there's so many more. So please jump into the Discord and share some of your favorites with us. I do love that they're always so harmless. They're right? so harmless. They're never involved in politics or anything. He's always just like, "What's a cell?" How does <laughs> how do trees work? It's so cute. Yep, Ken M doesn't punch down, which was honestly a rare humor for 2011. Yeah, yeah. No, like that's... the wholesome meme was not a thing. If you look back at what other people were posting in 2011, yeah. it's very interesting. And I think that we do need a revival of wholesome meme culture. And I think we're getting bits and pieces of it. But like, man, am I so in favor of the wholesome? The wholesome, harmless, only punch-up meme. Yeah, definitely. And since Yahoo Answers is ending, we're going to have to find somewhere else to do it. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. So to end our Yahoo-ligy. <laughs> Thank you. Thank still you. so good. It's so good. <laughs> I'm still thinking about Websonified. Thank you, Rowan. <laughs> so good. Also, Absolutely. I found a Justin McElroy quote that like so perfectly sums up my feelings on this topic. And he said, we enter and leave this world alone, but spend the time in between seeking connection. It's the human experience. But when we've strayed too far from the pack, when we're at our most ashamed, our most lost, our most too high, Yahoo Answers was there to lead us back home. Which is why it should come as no surprise that Yahoo Answers shutting down all questions on 420. <laughs> we, we almost ended on such a like meaningful note. And I love that instead you took us out on, on 420. Gotta be Excellent. 420. The weed number, everybody. Be like that. Ha ha! He said the weed number, everyone. No, and hey. Wait, weed has been legal in New York for two weeks. Incredible stuff. Wow, only two weeks. Two Fascinating. weeks? Hmm. Yeah. Wow. Uh, y'all, if you've been listening to the podcast version of this show, uh, know that all of the images that we described are available to you on the blog posts. We always do accompanying these episodes as well as some of the sources that we use for our research and information. So check that out. We put those up on our website. Um... And thank you for joining us for another episode of One Time on the Internet. We will go around once more and introduce ourselves and tell you a little more about the channel in case it's your first time here. Yeah. Uh, we've done this enough time that I know I'm first. Shouts to me being first. Hi, I'm Bijan Steven. Um, I do a lot of things online. I write, I make videos, I stream on my channel. Um, Monday, Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, I think. Narrative stuff. Uh, but yeah, I'm happy to be a co-host of uh, this wonderful show where I, where we uh, get to land on Yahoo Answers in 420. <laughs> <laughs>
You're not going to shout out any other stuff. All right. I'm sorry. I thought you had a whole podcast to talk about. I was giving you no, space I can't. to do it. Uh, that, that actually isn't public yet. I have to like wait. To no, no, no. Things. I meant your, your, your fun city podcast. Oh, fun city. Yeah. It's right there in the <laughs> chat. Ronan monkey. Hit no, me you with have the a podcast. Shout out. <laughs> no, yeah. you do like you have a podcast. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. No, there, there are a few now at this point. Um, Ooh. yeah, more to come on an hour. All right. Stay tuned. Check it out. Links are in chat. Hi, my name is Sage Ryan. I go by Not Sage Everywhere on the internet. I am a streamer and content creator and host. Uh, you can find me on Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday on my channel playing games or um, chatting and wearing mechanical wings for too long. Um, you can find me here on this channel all the damn time. We do a show on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday mornings called It's Too Early. And to me, uh, it is like the antithesis of this show, but also its cousin, uh, me and Anthony Carboni, who was our guest last week, actually. Uh, we get up in the morning and we talk about gaming and pop culture news and the things that I hope will one day be internet history we get to reflect back on on this show. Um, and then you can also find me on the Smosh Games channel. What day is it? I'll be there tomorrow on Monday. I'm, I'm there most Mondays for Board AF and on Thursdays on the official D&D Twitch and YouTube channel. I'm sorry, that's a lot of things. And Saturday, Just, don't forget Saturday. You're here. Of course, again. that's here on this channel. Saturdays, we are here for Damsel's Dice and Everything Nice, our DD uh, Princess Live Play. There's lots She's of stuff on this busy, channel. Fabulous, lovely human. Oh, there's so many things too on this channel that I don't get to mention every time. I'm just like, I pick the ones that are closest in date. That's always the way I go around. It's like, okay, it's too early, happens again tomorrow. So, you know, anyways, passing it along. There are many good things in this channel. The least good thing is me, awkward third wheel no. and horror no. enthusiast. Normalize Harry. Harry. Normalize oh. Harry. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> I'm Harry Horror of the Harry Horror Show here on Twitch. Uh, I tell less wholesome things, or I talk about less wholesome things, like telling true crime stories, debunking conspiracy theories, exploring the paranormal and the occult and the other weird stuff that interests me, uh, either alone or with fantastic guests. Um, I'm uh, I'm on Mondays, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays, 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific time. And please remember, Bijana's podcast, it's a fantastic podcast. Uh, it's called Fun City. So you should check that out, too. Aww, Everybody shout out Bijan's podcast. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Hey, I'm Rowan Hall. I'm the one who has no idea what's going on on this show, but there's another podcast where I do know what's going on, and that's my show, Willing and Fable. We release episodes every Tuesday that go much further back into history than the internet. We talk about myths, legends, and wacky history stories from all over the world. Uh, and I'm also here on Saturdays with Sage for Damsel's Dice and Everything Nice, where we get to play D&D as princesses. You are absolutely right. So thank you for joining us. We will definitely catch you next time. Take care of yourselves. Thank you for being here and spending your evening with us. And we will see you again next week. On the arms of an angel. Yahoo. We're going to get DMCA. We're going to get DMCA. Stop it. Please. DMCA. DMCA. Quick. <laughs>